A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. 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 Ish. What just happened? You guys, welcome back to Swiftish Podcast. This is Ashley. And this is Shelby. Ooh, and it's been not an exciting week. <laughs> Comparatively, yeah. I don't even know if there was the Chiefs were playing. Were they playing they in the did. middle of nowhere? I think Rob said there was no reason anyone would um, venture there. <laughs> I believe they were, I don't know where they were playing, but I believe they were playing the Vikings. But Okay, so she doesn't show up. That's fine. Maybe she showed up in a janitor cart. We don't know. Yeah. Who knows? So she didn't attend the game. And did you listen to Mama Kelsey's interview? Well, I think it was with Today. <laughs> today? Um, oh, with it the was, show today. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the show today. I did see the clip of her answering, like, how was Taylor? And she was like, okay. It was okay. How was, was meeting okay. Taylor? I was meeting Taylor. It was okay. And I'm not sure if that was just kind of coming off of the, they had just asked her a question about Taylor and Travis. And she had said, you know, it's this, it's too early. It's too soon. Kind of was pushing off the question. She's, and she was like, you know, you saw me with Taylor. People saw me. Yeah. They saw me. And then they pushed, well, how was meeting Taylor? Yeah. So I wonder if it was her just being like, it was okay and just shutting down right. any other conversations regarding Taylor or if she is what a 60 year old woman <laughs> and it was legitimately okay meeting Taylor Swift. <laughs> I was just an asinine question. Yeah I don't know I feel like I saw readings both ways where some people were like OMG like the PR training jumped out she's not giving anything <laughs> and then some people are like wow that is so rude to Taylor like what a you know, bitchy response. Maybe she should have just said like, it was good, you know, a little bit more energy. I feel like, yeah, the answer is probably some mix of it all where it's like, mm -hmm. she's not, like, obviously she is a public figure in the sense that she has been supporting her two sons in the NFL. And like, so she's a known person, but it's not like she's, you know, a talk show host. So it's like, maybe she just that's how she reads on camera is just kind of mm. flat and just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is fine. You know, I, I do wonder because I knew who Travis and Jason were before Taylor, you know, contrary to TikTok and all the wives out there <laughs> tricking their husband. I know Taylor did not put Travis on the she map. Did. But I, I, you know, I knew, I know who they were, you know, I'm an Eagles fan, you know, they were in the Super Bowl last year's brother against brother, but I'm not sure if Donna, their mom has really been on the talk show cycle and if she got invited to do the talk show because she was hanging out with Taylor Swift and Travis is her, her son and they're hoping for a little bit more insight. I'm not sure the logistics behind if she's used, used to being in the public figure or if, you know, I'm not sure of that, but it would, you know. I know she like did interviews during the Super Bowl and stuff like where she baked cookies for both her sons and like had her mixed jersey. So it's like, I don't remember if she was on major shows like the Today Show or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it just seems like it doesn't mean anything until it does. Like, I mean... You know, you watch every single, like, 
Bachelor or Love is Blind, and the parents always react differently, and it doesn't mean anything about the relationship of the kids or if it is a relationship or whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I don't think even if she even if she hates Taylor Swift, it doesn't actually mean anything because like what? Like, you know, it just means she doesn't like Taylor. <laughs> not that they're like not talking or dating or whatever. Wow. Um, or that Taylor's rude or secretly, you know, whatever. Like it mm -hmm. just means it was fine. <laughs> it was fine. Well Shall me tell me what this means. Okay. So Travis had his birthday this past week and he, as he does, rented out a whole restaurant <laughs> and Taylor was not in attendance. Is that a bad sign? Are we reading too much into things? Should people just leave them alone? What are your thoughts? My thoughts again are that I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> About the dating life of these 30-something, you know, pop figures. Like, I, like if they're dating, great. And mm. I can see them, her, her deciding, you know what? Like, let's chill out. There's a lot of attention on this. Like, let's just pull back. I don't want every story every weekend to be about you. Or it could be that it was all <laughs> PR. Like, I just, I feel like I'm talking in circles because I'm just yeah. like, yeah, they might be dating, they might not. And it's just like... I don't know. I wish that we as a society had learned to like, like, I, I I feel like it's hard to explain because obviously we have this podcast where we do spend a lot of time talking about Taylor Swift and her personal life and her relationships and what mm -hmm. she puts into the music. So it's like, I can't just be like, I'm not like trying to be holier than thou and being like, we need to give her her privacy. Like, honestly, like this is too much. But I do feel like there's I'm just not – it doesn't impact my day-to-day -day life. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like her current relationship has no effect on my day-to-day. <laughs> -day. And um, so I think it's something that's easily explained either way. Like it's mm -hmm. like either it wasn't that serious, either it is serious and they're just taking a week off. Like, you know, like either she didn't want to steal his thunder on his birthday and they – you know, like it's like – She's been through so many relationships at this point that there's examples of like any way to read this mm -hmm. in, the, you know, I mean, like <laughs> if we're reading it the way we would read it on Taylor Swift's birthday, if Taylor yeah. was rumored to be dating somebody on her birthday and he wasn't at her birthday uh, party, we would read there. it. Yep. Should we would have said the time. Well, we would have read that she either didn't invite him. Yeah. Or, <laughs> You know, he should have been there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It seems like the hullabaloo has kind of died down at least. And that mm -hmm. probably proves that them putting it on the back burner for a little bit was a good idea, you know, because now you don't have freaking like Heinz chasing after them for some sort of sound bit they can use to sell their goods. <laughs> or it's just like, yeah, they were flirting and now they're kind of like moving on. Like it's mm -hmm. like that's dating. Like that's yeah. just that's just dating and I I find it interesting in the fact that it is funny to watch like the cultural involvement, like whether good or bad and just like what that says about us as a society. Um but personal feelings, I I don't have any. Are you still are you rooting for them? Are you going to get a uh, Swift no. 
sweater. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not going to get a jersey for um, the Chiefs. I What I enjoy about this, I'm still on the team of maybe they're just still getting to know each other, blah, blah, yeah. blah. I just enjoy the commentary and yeah. the memes and the articles. I enjoy that. I so whereas it doesn't affect my day-to-day life, it does affect my day-to-day scrolling. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So it's something Good interesting. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any, you know, it's it's also kind of maybe she took a little you know, a little step back because she wants not her relationship or you know, thought of the theory of them dating to get in the way of the Eras Tour film coming to concert on yeah. October 13th. Maybe she was like, let me step away so I can actually just let my film breathe yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's so soon. I like. I know. I went on a little mini vacation and my brain's just still catching up. So it's Tuesday now that we're recording. Thursday mm-hmm. will be. Does it come out Thursday or Friday? Comes out on Friday. Comes I don't know. So I'm not sure if any theaters are doing like midnight yeah. reviews. You know, back in the day, <laughs> maybe still like back when we were young. <laughs> midnight on October 13th. That you know, people yeah. you know stand out and watch so and go see movies. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if they're doing that, but no, it's going to be October 13th. Yeah. So it'll be October 13th that it's released. It'll be fun. We'll get a lot more photos of people in costumes and bracelets. I am going on Friday and Saturday. I'm going on Saturday. I'm bringing Cora. Oh my gosh. You'll have to tell yeah. me how it is because I'm still debating bringing Penny. Yeah. So we, I'm going with our friend Leah and she got, I think like six seats. So Cora has her own seat. Nice. Because I think I would just been a little too claustrophobic with a 20 month old on my lap, you know, trying to get everything. So yeah. I'm going to give her her own seat. Spare I'm going to make, corner. yes, be like, put the baby in the corner. I'm going to make little Swifty sweats for everyone going. So it'll be fun. Cor and I will be matching. I was thinking of going in the tour costumes I wore, but I want to be comfortable. I don't want scratchy sequins. Yeah. I go comfortable. Yeah. You already paid your dues, you know? (laughs) Yeah. No, it'll be fun. I think, um, yeah, I'm excited to see, you know, what she does. Cause again, I feel like it could go either way where she just kind of she's like, it's out, you know, like just an Instagram post, but I could also Mm -hmm. see her like, Doing something she used to do where she, you know, like when her albums would release, she'd go to Target and just like troll everyone. Oh. And I could see her doing something like that somewhere, like in going Utah? and crashing it. Yeah, probably Utah, actually, <laughs> now that you mention it down. Yeah. Um, I could see her doing something like that or I don't know. Is there like an – I don't – oh, yeah, there is an official premiere, right? Because mm-hmm. it's in L.A. Mm-hmm. I'm not going. I wasn't invited. Oh my gosh. Can you believe it? I know. Oh my gosh. It's like, hello, we are the ultimate Taylor Swift podcast and I'm not even at the premiere. I know. Come on. So messed up. That's very messed up. But maybe she'll make an appearance. Yeah, maybe she'll she'll go with Travis Kelsey in his 1989 bedroom set, (laughs) you know, straight (laughs) off the rack custom outfit and that will be the premiere and, and she'll be pregnant and married and uh, everything will be and divorced the next day <laughs> and divorced the next day she's living the life of um evelyn hugo 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm excited. I I'm planning to see it. I just don't know when. Mm-hmm. It might end up being like a 9 a.m. a 9 a.m. showtime because those are the only ones that are open, like that still have oh. seats available. Okay. Which will be funny. I'm really really curious to see not how people like review it, but how people review the experience because yes. it's like is it going what? to be hell or yes. is it going to be fun? <laughs> because Listen, like being at the concert and having people screaming on their feet and yeah. dancing is an experience and it's great, but you're in this open area where there's a lot of space for people's voices yeah. to be thrown. <laughs> and when you're sitting in your own, in, in a tiny little theater, I mean, you're, you're in comfortable seats, but people are screaming in front of you. It's, it's really close quarters. And I just, it takes me back to when we were in Winter Reputation in Dallas and we were in a big, 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 big stadium and the girl in front of us was screaming her lungs off. And we were like, oh my gosh, like, what is it going to be? What's the etiquette going to be? There's going to be people there who have never been to a Taylor Swift concert who are going, expecting a a movie experience. Yeah. But I've seen a lot of articles warning people what may come, but who knows? I know. I know. I feel like it'll be a, you know, a just total grab bag of mm-hmm. dependent on where you are, when you are, who you are, like how it, how it plays out. I feel like the wildest will be those early shows, I'm assuming, but We'll see. <laughs> I'll let you know because I'm going October 13th at 7.15. Yes. And then I'll be going October 14th at like 7.05. And you know, maybe I'll update you guys with uh, – because I'm going with my daughter and my friend's bringing her little one. How long we stay. Yeah, exactly. That is actually <laughs> – put bets on it's that. It's a long one. Because – not because of me, but because of my yeah, daughter. Yeah. Like is she yeah. going to last five minutes? Maybe. <laughs> I'm sure she'll make it through the uh... – credits there's no 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 no. I I think she'll make it through the lover set for sure yeah um we'll see if they brave the evermore (laughs) she might fall asleep yeah I don't know no it's it's exciting I can't believe it's upon us and um I'm sure there will be goodies to come um is it the week right after we're getting 1989 so it's right yeah. the 13th we're getting the film and then no so it's the, the it's the 27th right yes the week so right after is that two weeks no that's two weeks that's um that's, that's seven <laughs> plus seven you know you're good at the numerology you know the math you should <laughs> you should be able to track this uh, 13 to 27 date uh listen 13 this is girl math. minus yeah <laughs> Girl math, you guys. The just... next important week is mm-hmm. the 27th, which yeah. in our estimation is basically a week away. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's going to be here before we know it. We're going to be getting all the new songs. And so what we're doing this week is we are looking back at a few of her her hits that we haven't covered so far. And what we did was we pulled people, we asked people on our Instagram stories what song we should do. And we got All You Had to Do is Stay, I Know Places, Wonderland. We got a lot of requests. And surprisingly, the two that were tied 
was all you need to do is stay at Wonderland. I did not skew those results, but they were tied. <laughs> and then right after that was I know places. So I put it into Shelby's lovely hands yes. to decide yes. what we were doing. I gave her three song choices <laughs> because I am completely biased. And so I wanted yeah. Shelby to d- make the decision and she did. No, but- I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I feel like um, – it, it worked out because I think this will be the most fun to talk about and possibly the more different um, conversation to have. So we were talking about Wonderland. Uh, <laughs> six years in and Ashley finally got it. Like, hello. I, know. I, know. I mean, it's, it's only fair because our first and only 1989 um, during our first like reputation season was Out of the Woods, which I mm-hmm. famously love and you – Take it or leave Disbelievingly, it. do not enjoy. <laughs> don't. If she sings it, I'm going to scream it with her, but I like cannot it. relate. Um, mm. But I have felt similarly about Wonderland. So I think it's interesting. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's bad. Like, it's, I feel like I like it when it's on, but it's not something I seek out. And at this point, I've I've heard her perform it twice. Uh, Rub it sorry in. Sorry about that. <laughs> I've heard her perform it once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was very excited for you to hear that because she played it for the surprise song on the Reputation Tour in Houston. We were both there. Mm-hmm. I screamed. And I was like, oh, my gosh. This is Ashley's literal dream come true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. And it, it was, was amazing. amazing. And wow. then she repeated it with the – Era's tour this year for my night in Houston, which you unfortunately missed, um, made me wonder what what the association is there with her Wonderland and Houston. I the only association I could gather was her aunt was there on oh. night one. So I was wondering, is that her aunt's or her oh cousin's gosh, yeah. favorite song? Is that yeah. why she played it night one because they attended? Which I think I told you I had a friend who is really close with. Oh, the yeah. lovely, um, the aunt. And so she went there and she was backstage. I don't know if she met Taylor, but she was backstage and was in the VIP tent. Of course. I know. God, I see what you have done for others. <laughs> um, yeah. So Wonderland, it, it came out as a bonus track on 1989. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was trying to remember the bonus tracks were released the same night. It was just exclusive to the Target edition for a while. Mm-hmm. Um so it wasn't like a secret that this song existed. And um, it came out with New Romantics, Wonderland, and You Are In Love. And I believe it's the 14th track. So it's yes. the first bonus track yes. on the 1989 one. So you're, you're, uh, that's the first song that you're introduced to what could have been, should have been on the album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And New Romantics, she immediately, like, it's one of, it was the opening song. Well, it was the second song on her 1999 tour. Um, huge part of the set. Mm-hmm. Big deal. She released it as, like, the tour music video. Um, so she like promoted it. You are in love. We got a lot of dialogue about. She was constantly talking about the inspiration for that and like unfortunately it being inspired by her close friends Lena Dunham and Jack and <laughs> But Wonderland, she never ever talked never. about. Never talked never, about. Ever ever. We are never ever it. ever going to hear her talk about like, it. Like 
ever like talk ever. about it. And it's it's a big it's a big fan favorite. Just going over Reddit, going over like just our responses. Yeah, a lot of people really like the song, and they are really questioning why it's not on 1989. And when you look when you think of it, and you listen to the overall sound of the original 13 tracks, you it makes you wonder like, would it have fit in, or would it have you know? Not yeah, really been a, what is it called? Your sonically sonically cohesive. Yeah, <laughs> she was like, mm, "This O isn't quite right," or is um, it too eh, eh. personal for her? Yeah, yeah. No, I I mean it is weird because also with 1989 the tour, she played every single song except for "You Are in Love," which she cut from the set list like pretty early on, but it was there for the first at least few shows because I saw it. And then um, she never played Wonderland. I know. Well, she did play it four times, I think, I saw on some sort of set list yeah, tracker. Yeah, I think, I think I saw it uh, maybe five times. Yeah. She played it because she – I think she played it five times total. Yeah. I, it's either four or five times. Yeah, I think I wrote it down. So it was a little – um, yeah, so it's one of those ones similar, some might say, to So It Goes, um, that is there. People love it. People like it. People respond to it. But then she never she never really cares about it as much as the fandom. And it also follows a pattern of putting interesting songs in her bonus list that could be interpreted, let's say, curiously. <laughs> What's the other song? Oh, I mean, a lot of, I think, you know, it reminds me of people's readings of things like, well, the very first night is technically not a bonus song. It's a vault track, but mm-hmm. things like Hits Different. Um, what's the Midnight's one? Oh, that's, oh that's Hits Different. Yeah. yeah. And then the... Um, the right where you left me on evermore um and <laughs> i just keep making eyes at you yeah. i mean i find this song so fascinating because it does touch on a storyline that i find compelling i do and, and a storyline that has just recently been brought up in a rolling stone article that we can yes. we can get into lately so it has been addressed to the particular person who Gaylor's <laughs> Swift Grands Grands have pointed out. There are yeah. Tumblr threads. There's so much information about who the song is about. And if you are new to the the Swifty life, there are two contenders for this song. Harry Styles, yeah. which you know, a lot of people are guess Harry Styles. Or Diana, how do you say her last name? I assume it's Agron. Agron. Diana Agron. Diana Agron. Agron. From Glee. Quinn from Glee. They. Yes. That's exactly it. So there are a lot of people who are Gaylors, Kaylors, Swift Grons, who are pro this relationship. Go on. Go. I'm just. 
go on Tumblr and look at <laughs> Swift Go On. Even well, yeah, on because Reddit. this has been around a long time, like before yes, Kaler. It's, it's you not know. new. Yeah. But this this is not the OG no. Taylor relationship that people have tied her to a woman. Her first person is Liz, her old not dance, violinist. Um, yeah, some sort of band member. So, some sort of string member in her band. So this is the second rumored lesbian affair that Taylor has had out in public, but not so public. <laughs> and has yeah. hinted about it in her songs. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, we always get pushed back whenever we bring up like uh, queer readings of Taylor's art as either being just insensitive to what she's explicitly said or somehow outing her. But I think what's interesting about Taylor as an artist is that she does insist that people should read into these songs how they like. One, because we sometimes change the meaning for her or make it more enjoyable for her. We take it as our own and she like uh, loves that. And so like one, it's always great for anyone in any piece of art to see themselves or to feel like they can experience something that was not written for them specifically. So great, good, mm -hmm. all good. Um, and as far as like the specifics of whether like Taylor's love life, I think it's less about, for me, I think it's less about like pulling out receipts and being like, see, they stayed at this hotel this night. They didn't mm -hmm. answer their phones until this time. They were there. Like, I don't care about the details. It's more the energy. Like there's something really compelling about Taylor's songwriting and the details she puts in songs that are all accepted as like Dear John or like whatever as like generally this is about this relationship and the patterns that Taylor was able to see and find and empower or harm herself with and I think it's a disservice to pretend that there's not those same undertones with songs that might have a more ambiguous or queer reading where it's like, mm -hmm. I'm not saying that they explicitly hooked up or are secretly married or had some sort of torrid affair and that everyone she's ever interacted with of the opposite sex has been a beard. But it's more as someone who's so introspective like Taylor Swift, who's constantly mining her own experiences and every single last women thought she's ever had to make music I think there's something there that explores the possibility or the desire or the curiosity <laughs> of of maybe something more than just the most heterosexual like easy obvious reading that when mm -hmm. you start to pull that thread kind of falls apart too so I'm sure some people will be mad at me piping up throughout this song reading and being like, did you think about it this way? Mm -hmm. But I think that's the fun of art. And I think it's also like, I'm not robbing Taylor of her current, you know, positioning as a straight woman or a woman interested in men. Like I, I really don't, I think at the very bare bones, a lot of people are more on a spectrum than they think. And I think Taylor might oh, yeah. have just had a life that reflects that. And that's yeah. all. <laughs> well, similar to Taylor, though, Miss 
Miss Quinn, so yes. Miss Diana, has been tied to multiple women too. Mm-hmm. She was tied to R- Rachel. So I'm yeah, probably getting Michelle. her name. Leah Michelle. She's yeah. tied to Naya. She yeah. was tied to a lot of people on Glee. So it's it's very similar to that. She has been she hosted I at least one Glad. She, she's very tied with the LGBT community and she supports them, whether she identifies, we're not sure or not, but she does support them. She she has says that she has kids, girls, and it's fun. Um, yeah. And she's very supportive of that yeah. community. She and likes girls. She likes girls. She wore, a t-shirt. Shirt. <laughs> yep, she wore a t-shirt on the Glee, which I saw the Glee tour on yeah. the Glee tour that said she likes girls. Um, and so it's interesting that, you know, there are so many. Well, and I think more recently she was like acting in sort of queer roles and people were like yeah. asking her about it. And she was like, yeah, I feel like I've really come to realize like sort of that like no label. Like I, 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 she said something about how she was fortunate to be able to like find herself and figure out like what love is like mm-hmm. not as straightforward coming out, but also not a, oh yeah, no, I'm never been attracted or curious or interested in any of that ever so yeah yeah. her only public relationships have been with men there have been a lot of rumored relationships with women but like taylor only her public relationships have been with men yeah so we have that similarity we have a lot of uh, fandoms who are obsessed with both and then pairing them together is just like the icing on the cake for them (laughs) yeah what did she say because what's interesting is I remember these rumors, like, because they were hanging out. They were BFFs um, through, like, 2012. So they they met in 2011, um, but we're not sure. Well, this is all we've seen publicly, right? So they have both been in each other's orbit since 2010. You had Taylor Swift hanging out with Corey and then going on dates with the, oh, I forget his name, blonde hair guy with the yeah they make fun of him looking like a horse Chad. on glee overstreet ovary uh, yeah ovary Overy. Chord. Oh, sorry cord sorry cord yes. cord okay. <laughs> so like went went on a date with cord so like they've been in each other's orbits you know yeah all along and so in 2011 first time that they're ever publicly seen together was at a flea market she is really close she may still be really close uh diana with Taylor's best friend, Ashley. And so that's their connection, how they met. And they really started hanging out a lot the spring of 2012. And then filtered out. Which I talked about with our analysis of the very first night, if anyone's curious. (laughs) Yeah. And then they filtered out... They were really hard. Like just you just saw you saw her and all the other three girlfriends. Um, if you you know the red liner notes of twenty two, Ashley, Diana, Claire, Selena. You saw a lot of Ashley, Diana, Claire, and Taylor hanging out throughout twenty twelve, even a little bit into twenty thirteen, and then right when she started hanging out with Carly, you just kind of like didn't even see a sprinkle of Diana. Yeah, in there at all. Yeah, so that's like a brief rundown. Yeah, and I think in 2014, that was the first rumored article of them being together. Yeah. Let's yeah. be honest. I think that was one <laughs> of the quotes. 
<laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, it was sort of around the same time as she was dating Harry, but then she'd go on all these, like, gal pal dates with um, and Connor. Diana. Yeah. And Connor. Connor and Harry. Yeah. Two of and, the most and Diana had relationships. Diana had two relationships throughout this this thing, too. Yeah. But, yeah. but, you know, what was constant was Diana in a lot of people's minds, and a lot of people are shipping them even then. Yeah, exactly. Because it wasn't like – like, obviously, that era was a little more different for especially young, like, goody two-shoes style. Or, like, like Taylor was very much presented as, like, this angelic, like, sort of young starlet. Like, she wasn't one of those wild child. She was – like, there was so much dialogue around how she was so level-headed and mature, like, compared to these crazy, like, Disney stars coming out of their Disney Channel days. And so her image was very much, like, the perfect – nice girl the like good girl and all of that which Mm -hmm. is to say that she wasn't given a lot of wiggle room to be herself and in fact was quickly vilified for any sort of relationship she's had including with harry um where she was seen as sort of like oh wow she's gonna write a song oh she's dating everyone oh should be careful who she hangs out with she's gonna go on a date with him it's just like So I think you see her talk about that in Miss Americana a lot where she's like, I didn't know how to please everybody. And so that's always been like an issue for her. Um, So when you come to an album like 1989, where she does put on a much more polished look where she's like, I'm going to make an album that's sonically cohesive. I'm going to do my liner notes, but they're going to spell out this sort of vague story instead of being these like juicy little Easter egg morsels for people to chew on. And then... It's very short. It's very specific. It tells a very like clear story, including Mm -hmm. in how the liner notes go where she's like, this is about one relationship. And everyone's like, oh, okay. So it's all about Harry. Mm -hmm. But I think that's like hard to say when there's so many songs that kind of don't fit or like go against each other. And I think one, it's just important that we relax on this idea that she cannot write about fiction or make something up out of something little and build a whole narrative around it. Mm -hmm. And so I think 1989 was like a very controlled, one might say calculated attempt to enter the mainstream and for the most part very successful until people decided they had enough and, you know, tore it to shreds. Um, But with that in mind, it's interesting to see the themes in this album that often do address like dating in the public eye. And Mm -hmm. that's on her main album with songs like I Know Places um, and Out of the Woods. But then you also get these little morsels in the uh, bonus track of Wonderland. Yep. And do we want to introduce diana's obsession now or do we want to get into that throughout <laughs> yes. the okay no i love it i love it diana's obsessed with alice in wonderland yes. so uh, diana's obsessed with alice in wonderland to had had a tattoo on her on her side she had a lot of different uh sayings on her side but one of them was we're all mad here and i think there's something else underneath it that ties it together but i can't yeah it's I like a big quote it. i don't remember what it's yeah. from it's not specifically from Alice in Wonderland, but it does yeah. say, um, we're all mad here. And yep. um, and her her handle on Tumblr was fell down the rabbit hole. Yes. Um, so that also is a little a little tidbit. She, it was like her whole personality. It's like how yes. horse girls are like 
notorious for being horse girls. Like Diana was notorious for just being obsessed with Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like how I am known for being obsessed with Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> That's how she is with Alice in Wonderland. Exactly. And so there, there are ties back to, to mm-hmm. even because they were friends before Red came out. Their their inspirations in even Red the the concert and yeah. performances at the Grammy that were probably heavily inspired with this obsession that Diana had, like at the Grammys, she was wearing a white um, ringleader esque costume and all of her dancers were in outfits that are very reminiscent yeah. of Allison in Wonderland. Yeah. And then we have, we're never ever getting back together on, is it, we're never ever getting back together. What does she sing when she's in the red leader ringleader costume on the, the red tour? Yeah, I think it's, we are never ever getting back together because she has the like a side where she's like, "Oh, I'm so I can't answer." Yeah, I know she's. I know I'm she's the performing that. at the Grammys. Oh, that yeah, at the Grammys. I was wondering about the nineteen. Yeah, I'm the, not sure the concert, but that aside, there is a white rabbit yes. dancing on the stage too. And I was always wondering why I always accidentally I always get find myself tripping up and being like Wonderland Red, and I know it's not. I know. The, the moment I say Wonderland Red, I'm like, no, that's 1989. I, I know it. Yeah. But because there are so many Alice in Wonderland references in Wonderland and in the Red tour and yeah. performances, I'm always drawn well, to and Red like, and Wonderland. She was so like whimsical during her Red and Speak Now eras, like that house tour of her crazy like Nashville, her wild Nashville home where she has like I'm pretty sure she had a giant bunny, like a giant Mm -hmm. bunny. Like her whole style was very much like, you know, flower crowns and frilly gowns. And and like she had a famous party with Diana where they dressed up just to celebrate Shirley MacLaine's birthday. Like that was her whole vibe. So I do also associate it with. And what did they wear? Flower (laughs) crowns and lace dresses. Yes, exactly. So it does it does give that sense of like that era which which might be part of why it didn't fit the vibe of this yeah by coastal queen um but yeah i have the same i have the same thing okay, it's good. funny i always have to catch myself i'm like no it's not no it's not no it's not yeah because it's like I, it's one of my favorite songs and i feel like i feel fake always yeah. being like oh red oh red but it's not red yeah maybe that's why taylor forgets about it too because she's like what was that on? You know, she can't yeah. keep track of it. <laughs> yeah. It, are, is there anything that I am missing that ties any obsessions that I'm missing of Diana and her her Alice in Wonderland? Is there anything? That well, I think I it is interesting the timing of like because yeah, they they stopped hanging out like no big deal, whatever. She starts hanging out with Carly Kloss a lot, and that's like the mm-hmm. lead up into 1989 and the Girl Squad and all of that. Um, but it's when this album comes out that Diana gets her tattoo removed. Like it's, yeah. it's literally the, those, the early, the late winter, early spring of 2015, where she starts the process of removing this huge side tattoo that's very much on theme with Alice in Wonderland. And then there's a moment where in, what year was it? I think it was, oh yeah, 2013 is when she deletes 
Diana deletes her Tumblr yeah. account because but she had a fake one. She did have a fake one. I know. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> but her um, what is it called? Uh, fell down the rabbit hole. Tumblr. She closed it within 24 hours of this story going viral of them dating. Like it was literally the same. 24-hour news cycle there was this fake story about oh the hottest new couple and like it was trending like it was a big story even though that was turned out to be a fake article someone had written and um and like people were commenting on it and then she deleted her tumblr with no real explanation and then once taylor swift comes out with 1989 she suddenly gets her tattoo removed and obviously all of this could be totally unrelated and I totally acknowledge that but I do think it's compelling in its entirety it it also could be not a romantic beef it could be a friendship gone wrong similar to Carly yeah or it could be it could be Diana was like like it could be you know I think about the very first night and even this song Wonderland where it seems like more like a girl crush than even like a full-fledged relationship or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And if that falls apart and sours and they're no longer friends, then like seeing her traipsing around town with Carly and then releasing a song about Wonderland for Guy, I'd be like, you know what? This is a lot of baggage. Like, it, yeah. like if I had reminders of my ex-best friends constantly, it would be hard for me to like relax too. Because at one point also – I just remember this, but it was like a few years ago. So very recently, like in 2019 or whatever, Diana was doing a like musical performance, sort of like small coffee style conversation with fans. And one of the fans asked her about the meaning of her tattoo. And you can hear on the audio, Diana go like, uh, which tattoo? And it was like one of the other ones. And she's like, oh, yeah, no, that's just like a quote I really like, like blah, 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 blah. And someone's like, oh, thanks for answering that. Like I just I I wasn't sure. And she's like, yeah, I just I get like, you know, people are always like asking about the meaning of tattoos. And it's like sometimes you just don't want to answer what the meaning of the tattoo is, like the one like that I'm currently getting removed still. And it was just like randomly like there was emotion behind it that was interesting mm-hmm. um so yeah i don't know mm-hmm. i i think it's like obviously it's a rabbit hole <laughs> to is. go down these like gayler theories not because it's like it's it could just be a conspiracy theory but it's also like it rings true for a lot of like queer coded um feelings you know what i mean mm-hmm We'll get into it. <laughs> Let's get into it. Is there anything else that you want to talk about? You know, there is Harry. We can't forget. We're both just like, oh, Diana, Diana, <laughs> Diana. There is Harry. There is he, Harry. He has green eyes. They dated, you know, during the red era and then, well, they touched base yeah. in the red era and then they dated in 1999, 1999, <laughs> 1989 era. And the tie might just be we are never ever getting back together and then wonderland at the time might just be For oh the yeah relationship yeah. yeah the relationship like okay yeah i we are never ever getting back together i tied that with um with this outfit and this theme and then yeah. she was inspired 
by that performance and by the costumes of it all. I mean, there, there's that, there's that too. We can't. Yeah. No, we I mean, I think, yeah, the Harry thing is so fascinating. And I, again, we've talked about the like breakdown of their like timeline on the Out of the Woods episode and a little bit on the 1989 revisit. But I think it's like Taylor, especially during the red 1989 when she was getting put in the spotlight more about who she was singing about and she had these powerful moments where she was on stage performing and she was realizing that she could like point people in the direction of who she wanted that to be pointed towards that she does like play with you know the tools she has and so we are never ever getting back together is very much not associated with the timeline of Harry but she used that song at the Grammys to make a joke at Harry's expense and so she loves to stir the pot like we have to acknowledge that and so um yeah because we are never ever getting back together is about Jake yeah and the time tie it together with that one song yeah and it's like yeah they weren't even yeah so I knew you were trouble (laughs) it's the rumor to be about Harry and so yeah, people I know that there's yeah. one song on red there, and then there's that the folklore of it all about Harry and we are never ever getting back together in that Grammy performance. Yeah. yeah. So it's like that's the other thing is Taylor is an unreliable narrator, mm-hmm. but that's why I think it's interesting to see what songs she doesn't talk about mm-hmm. because it seems almost like she's her silence is saying more than yeah. <laughs> and there, there's been silence for what? How long since Wonderland has come out? Yeah. What was interesting was during this 2023 Rolling Stone article that with yes. Diana, they're interviewing her. The the interviewer had asked her a question. Correct me if I'm wrong about her name being in the the liners mm. and was asking if she was an inspiration, I think for 22, which he kind of missed the boat here. He was asking about that. And she was like me. Oh, if only that's more because of a friendship than being the inspiration for the song. But I would not be the person to ask about that. I cannot claim that. And then <laughs> when asked directly how she felt about being in a rumored relationship with Taylor, she said, that's so interesting. I mean, <laughs> there have been many stories about my dating life that are so wildly untrue. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I so. don't – it's – yeah. I feel like I feel like someone will be upset listening to this and I can't really like help that. Like it's just yeah. – I'm not trying to out Taylor. It's more interesting to read the lyrics and be like there's mm-hmm. something else going on here. Yeah. Which is what Wonderland, yes. Alice in Wonderland is all about. There's something yes. else going out. You're trying to figure what's going on. There's like so many twists and turns within the the book and the movie and within this relationship that we're going to get into. There seems to be a lot of twists and turns. And to set the scene in my mind for this, we are just getting out of 1989. Taylor did sing, this isn't the last song, but Taylor did sing I know places where she's talking about, I know where we can Mm. go hide, where we can, you know, where we're being hunted, we can escape it all. So basically about like getting it, like being in a relationship with someone and, you know, getting away from all the paparazzis, AKA let's get into it. Flashing lights. And we took a wrong turn and we fell down a rabbit hole. You held on tight to me because nothing seems, nothing's as it seems. 
and spinning out of control. Yeah. Oh, and nothing's as it seems and spinning out of control. That's where it goes. Yeah. So we just go, we get right into that, the feeling of, you know, the flashing lights in my mind, it's the paparazzi, all eyes on them. Everyone's talking about that. And because of that, that chaos, you know, they don't know, they don't, they're not going in the direction that they thought they were going to go. And so they took this turn and they fell down a rabbit hole, which as we just previously mentioned, fell down a rabbit hole was Diana's Tumblr <laughs> handle. Iconic. Yes. Um, yeah, no, I think it's interesting the the parallelism, but also how I know places and Wonderland seem to split because they're not technically interchangeable. Like to me, mm-hmm. I know places mirrors the anxiety of out of the woods. Like there's a lot of of terror. Like it's like very much like this is never going to work. It won't be that great. It feels very like scary. Like people's eyes are on us. We've got to run. We got to run. Whereas Wonderland has some of that language, but at the heart of it, it's we found Wonderland. Like we found this little haven, mm-hmm. this little safe spot, this little surprising place of protectiveness. And yeah, and I think that that's compelling in the imagery because obviously with Alice in Wonderland, it's like a story about, you know, growing up. It's a story about coming of age and like finding yourself and finding your voice and figuring out like how to live in this mad, mad world. Um, And so it's a a girl very much escaping reality. Like she's fleeing the scene, chasing Mm -hmm. this rabbit, escaping into something much more mystical and like unnerving and surprising and it's a wrong turn it's like somewhere she's not meant to be um Mm -hmm. it's not somewhere she expected to be but she can't help it like and so and they even set the scene with uh you know the 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 whimsical sounds and noises that are at the beginning before flashing lights like the i don't know how to do it but like the little dings and it sets this like really Mm -hmm. relaxing charming mystical scene and one thing that really pulls me in with the song not not only the lyrics but it's the production of it Mm -hmm. i get goosebumps every single time i listen to it so like it's kind of calm and through the and through the lyrics you're like okay it's this is spinning out of control and you get into the pre-chorus where like the anxiety is kind of like bubbling up and you're just like okay like you know the pre-chorus didn't they tell us don't rush into things didn't you flash your green eyes at me haven't you heard of what happened what becomes of curious minds Ooh, didn't it all seem new and exciting i felt your arms twisting around me i should have slept with one eye open at night Oh, yeah. And I, I love the way she sings this. Yes. Didn't they tell? Uh, uh, it's like, it's very like stacked on top of yeah. each other. <laughs> yeah. And like, it reminded, like listening to it again for this episode, I was thinking about how Midnight's has a lot of that like talky energy or even like something like Folklore Evermore. But mm-hmm. this like carries a punch behind it where she's very much like beating you over the head with it um, mm-hmm. in a really powerful way vocally. Um but I also like the parallels of like you held on tight to me and then this I felt your arms twisting around me. And it does feel like someone's trying to keep her or like help her like trust it or like fall back into it or like hold on to her. Mm-hmm. Like usually like you held on tight to me is like, oh, yeah, it's like keep me in your arms. Like I'm here. 
Whereas I felt your arms twisting around me starts to feel like possessive and like sort of like a danger where this relationship feels like it's something she wants, but it's also something that she's like, this could be very bad. And not because the outside looking in, but because of what that person would mean for her. Um, But even the way she sings, I felt your arms twisting around me. It's like, there's that like, you know, like, oh my gosh, I felt your arms twisting. I don't know. Even just that the sound of the way she uses her vocal cords Mm -hmm. and her expressions. Mm -hmm. It's like, like, what did I do? Yeah. And how do so I... So this helplessness, like a... How do I get back out? Like I'm, a, I'm yeah. dropped so low. I'm in this rabbit hole. How yeah. Do I She's like, climb oh, out? Shoot. This wasn't supposed yeah. to happen, which is like mirrored with this, oh, didn't you... Didn't it all seem new and exciting? Haven't you heard what becomes of curious minds? Like, like I'm sorry. That's just like... That's just like queer literature, like 101, like this idea of being curious this idea of something being new different exciting like like this doesn't read as your sixth heterosexual relationship that's like Mm -hmm. oh you met you kind of start hanging out like now you're dating and it's a little tense because everyone kind of hates you for it but like uh like this is like this seems to speak of something unexpected and um not meant to be anything meaningful like it wasn't supposed to become something and it's just supposed it was like oh wow didn't that seem like new and exciting it's it's giving i kissed a girl and i liked it you know what i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and i'm trying to look, read up at this from like a harry point of view yeah. harry style so a lot of people like didn't you flash your green eyes at me he yeah. has those blue eyes with the green foam um totally. I, like i just don't see Harry holding on tight and I feel your arms twisting around me. I kind of saw his feelings towards Taylor as more nonchalant. Like you have that, that picture of her coming home alone from, from that vacation that they went on. Or the New Year's Eve kiss where he's like. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's, so it's a little just, it's hard for me because I'm, I have this parasocial relationship with Taylor and all the, and I'm just seeing the relationships that she wants me to see and what the relationships, the paparazzi are putting in front of us. And I don't see a song that bears this emotion from him. Like, you know, he's like, even out of the woods is like, um, the monsters turned out to be just trees when the sun Mm -hmm. came up you were looking at me like it's like he didn't want her till it was too late like it was the anxiety was that it was falling apart and he like it became too much anxiety for her and like it was Mm -hmm. like you're not giving me what i need and like yeah like he what did what are the liner notes even say it's like oh she lost him but she found herself and somehow that was everything like it's like the hairy relationship was not like, I don't understand people who still think they should get together because it's like it wasn't a good <laughs> – they weren't good. What, yeah. what we were given wasn't good. And, of course, the reading of the song could be like she wanted it to be good. Like it was a fantasy. Like she was slipping into this daydream of like what it could be. But the reality was what she presented in I Know Places where it was like a lot more toxic, a lot more reckless, a lot more invalidating and scary and like overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so that could be that this was just scrapped because she's like, ugh that didn't work out um but yeah it 
it is an interesting song and um and it could just be like a moment similar to the very first night where it feels like she's thinking of what could happen if she leaned into something that she was curious about. Yeah. Did she act on it? We do not know. We have no idea. Um, and then go into the chorus, she says, we found Wonderland. You and I got lost in it and we pretended it could last forever. A, A, we found <laughs> Wonderland. You and I got lost in it and life was never worse, but never better. A, A, and then in the post-chorus, a lot of A's in Wonderland, A's in Wonderland, in Wonderland, yeah. in Wonderland. Wonderland. Anything about the chorus that you want to get into? I mean, I really like the line, life was never worse, mm. but never better. Me too. Which ties a lot to new romantics and this idea of like, um, what does she say in it? She's like... I'm so tired. I can't think. But there's a similar line, like a similar sentiment where it's like, oh, we're crying tears of mascara in the bathroom. Honey, life is just a classroom. And it's like, I want to I want to have fun, but I'm also miserable. Like, And that's the same with 22, which is another Diana song where it's like, we are all these feelings all at once and it's very confusing and I don't know what I want from it. And like living in your twenties is hell. Like that's something Taylor was talking about constantly in the Mm -hmm. lead up to and after this album. So I think that's an important sentiment of the song where it's like things aren't going right, but it's not like they're all going bad. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, cause like when you think of Diana, you think of obviously you think of red. A lot of people are like, well, why does Diana have a place on 1989? But as we know, during the red era, that's when Taylor was writing 1989. Mm -hmm. Um, So I always have to remind myself that because I remember Diana very much in the red era. I have like to remind myself, red era is writing 1989 era. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we go on to verse two. So we went on our way to in love to think straight <laughs> all alone or so it seemed, but there were strangers watching and whispers turned to talking and talking turned to screams. Oh, I know. It's just like, I want to sit with that. Like too in love to think straight. Like, honestly, like let's just sit in it. Like, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. so I've, I've read a lot of comments on this line. A lot of people are like, I I want to believe that this is a, a Swift Grun song. But because she so blatantly put it, <laughs> it's out there, to in love to think straight, makes them rethink, like, is this a Swift Grun? Because, right. like, like, what's going on? Like, just like, it can't be that obvious. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's a good point, honestly. That's a compelling argument. Is like, it's too in your face for it to be a subtle song and yeah it's like you know oh I can't think straight doesn't always mean like I'm gay like it's clearly a phrase that we all use when you're like Mm -hmm. confused discombobulated whatever but it is interesting in the context of this song where it's like we went on our way all alone or so it seemed like it's like I I don't know it just it feels like a Wattpad fanfic of like Mm -hmm. girl BFFs who like are like oh yeah we don't need boys like who needs them we're single now like let's go party we're 22 like living it up you know this reminds me of (laughs) this reminds me of uh, and I I, one reason because 
I read about it today, but I've also, I loved Glee and it, it, this parallel. So one time Taylor was like, Hey, you guys, I have a source on Glee that said that oh, yeah. my song's supposed to be on there to tune in and you tune in and like, spoiler alert, there's no yeah. Taylor song, but what there is <laughs> two best friends in New York, Quinn and uh, what's, what was, what's Naya's? Santana. Quinn and Santana in New York having a drunken night. Yeah. They end up having a one-time fling. And everyone was like, hmm. That's yeah. a very interesting, like, hmm. turn of events. <laughs> and it just reminded me of what you said. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe. I mean, and it's just like the 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 idea of this, the all alone or so it seemed – Taylor and Harry were never alone. Famously, they were always in public. They were always being hounded by the paparazzi. And that's why you get your out of the woods. You get your I know places. And mm-hmm. and like, yeah, you could read this as like, oh, well, they wanted to just be able to walk through Central Park without being papped all the time. They just weren't thinking straight because they were so. But it's like this, this germination of like whispers turned to talking, talking turned to screams. Like Harry and Taylor were hot real fast like it was the instant they were seen together that's when everyone was like they're dating they're dating they're dating whereas the like huh what's happening here was what was happening with taylor and diana being seen more together and then the rumors coming out that they were dating and all of that like ending it like where it's just i'm deleting my tumblr i'm not referencing this like blah 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 Mm -hmm. and then i also kind of read this as them probably more Taylor than Diana just being in their head because they were all alone mm. together. But then they're like, whoa, did someone see this? Like mm. we can't be in public. And so all of this internal dialogue in her head, all these like little whispers, like telling her you can't do this. Like someone's going to find out just like turn to screaming in her head. And yeah. that's why she went mad. Uh, but that's how I kind of read, read this. But I like, I like how you saw that as well. Yeah. All those the rumors, the deletion, the uh, tattoo removal. Yeah. It's very compelling. It is compelling. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then we go into the pre-chorus. Didn't they tell us don't rush into things? Didn't you flash your green eyes at me? Didn't you calm my fears with a treasure cat smile? Oh, didn't it all seem new and exciting? I felt your arms twisting around me. It's all fun and games till somebody loses their mind. Mm. But darling... We found Wonderland. You and I got lost in it. And we pretended it could last forever. A, A. Mm-hmm. We found Wonderland. You and I got lost in it. And it was never worse, never better. A, A. And then the pre-chorus, she says A, A and into Wonderland. Yeah. 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 I think, um, you know, the Cheshire cat smile is a good image just because obviously it ties into the Alice in Wonderland theme. It's a very recognizable idea. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, Harry Styles was born in Cheshire County or whatever. Congrats. Like, that's great. I love it. But I think the Cheshire cat in Alice in Wonderland, which is what the source source material for this imagery, Mm -hmm. is much more about kind of, I don't know, like kind of misleading someone or or just being hard to pin down. Yeah, devious. Great word. Mm -hmm. It's just like... Oh, um, what's happening? I don't know. I might, I might know more than you think, but I'm not going to tell you because I don't think you need it. Like, there's this back and forth between it being friend and foe, and it's like 
a relationship mm-hmm. that constantly shifts. And I totally see that with Harry Styles. I totally see that with basically every single boyfriend Taylor's ever had. Um, and it's like a good image about this like person who's supposed to be your source of like calm, but it's also a source of anxiety. But in the context of the song, she's saying, didn't you calm my fears with that? And so to me, the Cheshire smile isn't for Taylor. The Cheshire smile is for the public. The Cheshire smile is for the people who are hounding them and like harassing them. And it's like that act of being publicly defiant and being able to like, you know, deviate people's like POVs and move them around is something to protect Taylor and to protect this new and exciting thing and to keep those arms together. And it's all fun and games and they're playing with the media and they're playing with the people around them, but then things get a little tangled. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel about it. (laughs) So how are Diana and Taylor playing with the media here? Well, I just mean like they're not, you know, they're going on their girl dates and they're being out and they're being flirty, but it's not being read as flirty. It's like they don't know. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And also then – you know, instead of addressing the rumors, it's just delete the Tumblr, like, let's just move on. Or it's like, you know, they no longer, they like have these, um, the friendship has these ebbs and flows to it, it seems, where, you know, they're constantly together and then they are like on break, they, she's on mm-hmm. tour, she's wherever. And it's just like, they weren't ever giving a straight answer because they weren't asked a straight question because they uh, they weren't really at the forefront because there were these other bigger name dudes mm-hmm. traipsing in and out. Yeah, that is true. Um, and then we go to the bridge. I reached for you, but you were gone. I knew I had to go back home. You searched the world for something else to make you feel like what we had in the end in Wonderland. We both went mad. We found Wonderland. You and I got lost in it and we pretended it could last forever, last forever. We found Wonderland and you and I got lost in it, got lost in it. And life was never worse, but never better, never better. And then we found Wonderland. You and I got lost in it, and we pretended it could last forever in Wonderland. We found Wonderland. You and I got lost in it, lost in it, and it was never worse, but never better in Wonderland. Mm. Mm. I just love (laughs) the songs so much. The production, the all the elements, the writing. To me, it's a real. It's like a complete package. Yeah, A plus. (laughs) <laughs> for me well and this bridge plus. is like it it ties the story together you know it, it mm-hmm. gives closure where there isn't closure in something like i know places where it's like mm-hmm. oops it didn't like this wonderland didn't last forever it couldn't we both went a little mad like this turned out to be something that we couldn't sustain the relationship wasn't serving either of us so we removed ourselves from the situation and you mm-hmm. searched the world for something else to make you feel like what we had that's like such a brutal like knife that's like mm-hmm. we both let this thing go because it couldn't be something for whatever reason, but you're going to like regret it and need to like remove yourself from the equation a little bit. And like, yeah, I think it's a really compelling ending to the song because it's both satisfying and sad, which is how Alice in Wonderland feels where it's like the whole trip 
she learns a lot, but she also has to just go back. Like she has to go mm-hmm. back to the real world and um, grow up. Like it's required. Like she can't just stay in this whimsy. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is also similar to the themes of like 22 and new romantics. And so it seems that whatever happened romantically, the relationships Taylor had with both boys and friends during this like young 20s era was a source of both validation and anxiety for her. Mm-hmm. And that's a feeling that's really expertly mirrored in this song. One thing that you just made me think of is like in Allison in Wonderland, when she goes down that rabbit hole, she has to come back and kind of pretend to everybody else that it didn't happen because they're going to think she's crazy. Yeah. It, it did like that didn't happen. So no one knows what she's experienced. Yeah. And in this song, we all know that what she's experienced with Harry. Yeah. But we don't know what went on with the subject of this song. Yeah. You could say it's about Harry, but if you are doing the parallel with Alice in Wonderland, I just, I don't buy that. Whether or not it's Diana, we don't know about it. And a lot of people, you know, if, if she is closeted, she has kept this to herself and- yeah. Maybe that's a source of madness too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, yeah. I think the song as a standalone, like if you rob, if you took Taylor out of the equation, you took all we know about her personal life out of it. This song just reads of a relationship that's much more um, intangible and kind of, um, while talked about publicly, never verified and never destroyed by the public it was much more an internal implosion that forced them both out of this little bubble of joy in wonderland that they got lost in and now they can't and so it doesn't follow the narrative of this very high profile relationship um it could just be fanfic just like love story is just her rewriting romeo and juliet she could just be like Alison Wonderland's a great book, right? It could be inspired by every little witch thing, but I do feel like it does a disservice to pretend like this must be about Harry because he has green eyes. And it's like, well, there's so much about the songs that are about Harry that you could pull a single word out too and be like, that doesn't match Harry. So it's like, I don't know. We just get in these tangled, like these, we just start talking in these circles when anyone's like fighting against and Diana has hazel eyes, and in certain lights, they look green. They do. They do. And in fact... Which can yeah. be misleading. <laughs> can be misleading. When you, when you think about the whole premise of the song, too, and the tres- treasure cat smile, you know, yeah. you're devious. So, yeah. I, know. I know. And I, again, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying you're straight, but also having uh, had some sort of queer curiosity mm-hmm. um, or experience. And, uh, you know, Taylor hasn't said she's straight. She said the only thing people cite is like, I didn't realize I could be an ally for a community I'm not a part of, which is true. Like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. LGBTQ doesn't mean you have all the letters all at once. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not interested in forcing Taylor to come out. I just think Taylor's been saying more than a lot of people want to admit. And mm-hmm. um if we're allowed to read into her 
songs and what she's given us and what it says about her as a person in other instances, then I think this is one where it's like, yeah, there there might be something there that she's kind of keeping on the down low for whatever reason. And that's why it's a bonus track that she never talks yep. about. Never talks about. <laughs> Maybe we'll get something. Maybe. Maybe she'll say something. I, I would know. love it. <laughs> I would love it. Um, but yeah, I I've I'm glad I got to talk about this with you, but I'm sorry if I just made it a gayler fest. No, because that was my read too. And that was my read too. And potentially it was just so boring if it was about Harry. Yeah. Such a snooze. (laughs) Like no offense, but it's a more interesting read this way. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I totally agree. Um, But yeah, no, we'll have to see how uh, things shake out. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously with her, new boyfriend that's totally real um and her movie that's coming out this weekend so yeah excited to hear everyone's experience with it and um i hope you guys can all like let us know when you're going how it went how loud it was if it was totally obnoxious or totally fun Mm -hmm. um you can find us on instagram at swiftish podcast um also on tiktok at swiftish podcast or the millennial swifty and we will be next back next week with hopefully another 1989 track. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I don't know what what could this one be about? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but until then, I'm Shelby and I'm Ashley and Taylor. We all went mad. <laughs> <laughs> <I wonder that. laughs>